We're very happy to be working with our friends at First Racing to promote the First Racing Tour. So much big stuff going on this weekend. Huge day at Gulfstream. And how about out at Santa Anita? We got special post time noon on Saturday, March 4th. Post times of 1230 on the 3rd and the 5th, by the way. There's uh, live racing next weekend, uh, starting on Thursday, March 9th. We want you to be aware of this weekend, one of the big things to just highlight, the first ultimate betting challenge. You can compete on-site to win entries to the NHC, next year's Pegasus World Cup betting challenge, the BCBC, as well as cash. You can play at Santa Anita Park or online via ExpressBet. Some terrific events and promotions you're going to want to check out. they got a craft beer festival. I wish I could be there for that. A party in the Chandelier Room, the Family Fun Zone, all kinds of good stuff shaking. And more contest action on Sunday with the $500 uh, Santa Anita Challenge. So tons of good stuff happening. Make sure to check it out. We got you covered here on this show, and we'll be doing the Coast to Coast for Saturday and Sunday on other shows as well. To find out more about everything going on out there, go to SantaAnita.com slash contests. Hello and welcome to the In the Money Players podcast. This is our show for the mandatory pick six payout at Santa Anita as the uh, Santa Anita, uh, excuse me, the first racing tour passes through Gulfstream and Santa Anita this weekend. Huge days of racing in both places. We got you covered. We're going to do a coast to coast show. JK and I will be here with that. We've got this pick six show. And then we've also got a live stream coming up. You're going to want to check out if you go to our YouTube channel. You can sign up uh, to watch that. We're going to start at about 4.15 on Saturday and carry through to the beginning of this pick six. To help you out for this pick six, we bring in one of our most popular guests of all time on this network. Coming to us from rainy California, he is professional horse player Duke Matisse. Duke, how are things out there? Have you been washed away yet? We're still here. Um, we are uh, experiencing one winter that I've never seen in California. I've been here oh, over 20 years and I've never seen anything like this. It's uh, it actually uh, what they call grapple came down yesterday at my house, which is like a frozen rain. So uh, very interesting uh, time of year here in California for grapple. Grapple. It's like a um, basically it's like a tiny little ice uh, ball. Gotcha. Like a sort of like hail, but not quite yeah. kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. Not quite hail, but, uh, but frozen, which is strange. That's so weird. But the good news is it sounds like we're not going to have too much trouble for these races. Maybe a little bit more cut in the ground than usual, but yeah, we're projecting to be on the turf for Saturday. I'm thinking so. The weather's supposed to be good the next two days. Uh, should be sunny, should be trying to dry out, but I would imagine we'd be somewhere around the good range on the turf, and I think we'll be fast on the dirt. We are recording this on Thursday morning for a little context there. When it comes to Southern California turf racing and a little bit of cut in the ground, does it change the way you look at things much, or, or is it, the nature of the surface means the races are pretty similar, or how do you explain that? That's a tough one. Um, we don't get it very often, so right. you know it's been this year only, really, so... And they've canceled when the when it's been, you know, we don't really see those soft turfs out here. So I think uh, it'll be, you know, it'll be unique for me if it is if it is on the soft side. I mean, I've never seen that here. So 
but uh, I think I think we'll be okay. I think uh, I think the the turf will play mostly fair. Uh, I think maybe closers might do better than they maybe normally do. That's interesting, and that could be an angle that plays in this very first race we're going to talk about. The pick six with its mandatory payout starts in race seven. Six Eastern is the scheduled post time I'm seeing. They sometimes switch it up at Santa Anita, so check that as we get closer. But I think this one, they'll probably keep closer. Maybe maybe they'll go a little bit back to the old days and drift this maybe five minutes or so to get a little bit more money in with that mandatory pick six. But it's, we're meant to kick off with this allowance race going a mile and an eighth on the turf. And we're talking about closers and that's where my eye was mostly drawn in this race. It looks like there's uh looks like there's some speed signed on very curious Duke to get your thoughts on which numbers you'll be using to light the candle on this mandatory pick six payout. Yeah. A tough race. I usually, I always get these uh, tough turf races to start. It seems like when we do these podcasts um, flashy, it seems to always run on the day we do these uh so anyway, um, there's not, a, I don't see a ton of pace here, which, which kind of, kind of throws a monkey in the wrench here because it looks like Dean Martini, they got aggressive last time might be the, might be the speed at, and, and has a very good chance of winning if, if allowed a, a loose lead because, uh, got a decent speed figure and a two other than last time, uh, we gave it uh, an 89, which, uh, which is pretty close to fitting in here. There's a couple of horses that run in the low nineties. So, um, a good field, um, I'm going to lean on a horse that's, uh, trained by probably the hottest trainer in California. It's Phil D'Amato. I'm going to lean on the six cash equity. She's, or uh, he's cutting back in distance, uh, from uh, a mile and a quarter to a mile and an eighth. And, uh, really had no chance last time was ridden by Jessica Pfeiffer and just gave the horse no chance. She was in the, you know, four path, the whole race and, I think uh, if you go back, maybe to Santa Anita back last May, if he if uh, he can run those kind of races, I think he fits really well in here. And hopefully, uh, Hernandez puts the horse into the race and maybe gets a, a nice uh, third or fourth position early, and um, you know just uh, makes a move and 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 holds them all off, holds off the closers. I I, I probably will use uh, some closers on my ticket though. I'll probably throw in uh, Carmelita's man who. Uh, always comes running and very consistent horse and, uh, and, uh, maybe flashiest, but probably not. I'm probably going to, uh, key off the six cash equity, use Dean Martini and Carmelita's man. Those will probably be my three. I feel, I always feel smart when I, when my numbers are the same as, as yours, Duke, I feel like I've passed the test or something and I, and I had it (laughs) in absolute lockstep with you. You mentioned about that form, from cash equity back at Santa Anita in May. That's the last time this horse ran at his condition after being in a steady uh, diet of steak. So I think there's a lot of reason to like. My one question was, is this one maybe a little bit better going longer? But I'm hoping, if nothing else, Dean Martini um, sets a fair enough pace, but maybe a truly run eight furlongs is just what cash equity needs. I did want Dean Martini as the presumptive best of speed, and then I was going to throw in a backup with Carmelita's man, and maybe Lincoln Hawk as well, both you know, deep closers who need setups, but maybe if they do go too fast and maybe if there is some extra cut in the ground, maybe that uh, that Irish and uh, that, that Irish breeding could bring uh, Lincoln Hawk into play a little bit here and certainly won't help, won't hurt the French bread cash equity as well. So we're in lockstep to start things off. We move to race number eight, where we've got these three-year-old maiden claimers going six and a half on the dirt. 
didn't have a strong opinion in here. My ideas that I'll float by you before we bring you back in. I thought Vinny Coin the six, was a little bit interesting. Favored last time at a higher level. Dropping again, adding Lasix. First time gelding and just looking at the pace figures on Timeform US, had a chance to be loose in this spot. The 10, stop at a tray. Been racing at this level and lower, three seconds. But I did think it was a little bit unlucky in the sense that this is a speed horse that the, the time form algorithm had on closer-friendly racetracks two out of the last three starts. Uh, definitely was willing to give another chance. And then this nine, Snap Daddy, looked obvious as a potential dropper in here. I, I'm not necessarily limiting it to those three, but those were the three that stood out the most to me in this spot. Who do you like? Yeah, you're, you must be... You must be looking at my form or something. Because I pretty much, I, I only have one other horse that's even possible. So, but I, I'm leaning on Snap Daddy. Snap Daddy's just uh, cutting back from seven to six. Uh, gets to Tory from Van Dyke, who's Van Dyke is pretty much uh, overstayed his welcome in California. I think he's pretty much gotta gotta go elsewhere. I don't think he has a win yet at the meet. Um, just seems like Yurton, you know. Finding the right spot um, against a weak field. I just think this horse probably has got to be the the A in the race. But I do think the horses you mentioned, um, uh, Vinny the Coin, obviously the Yachtin dropping from 62.5. He gets Pratt too, which is an interesting uh, rider choice, um, you know, off the layoff. And uh, I haven't seen workout reports yet, but I would assume that horse is uh, is ready to roll for this. And then you said stop and try. I mean, he just runs second in the condition three times in a row, so it's hard to stop in a, tr a tray, I guess. Um, think you could probably have to use, even though he might be more of a, of a B-type horse, but uh, I don't see it much differently. I think um, the Mendez horse off a layoff would be the only one, the five Men Mendez mile. That guy's sneaky sometimes off layoffs and uh, looks like it's working well. A 59-2 and two workout, three back at, at Santa Anita looks... Uh, interesting and, and had no chance last time in June at Los Sally got carried out uh, really wide. Uh, so, I mean, he'd be, uh, I throw him in as a B too. So I'm nine with the five, six, 10. Is that idea that you hear sometimes that the same trainers like Mendez who are so good first up are also really good off a layoff? Does that, does that, that, that idea hold for you in your analysis? It does for him for sure. Cause this guy, I've seen him pop with these ones that he always runs them early, so they run, they they run as young two year olds, right? So maybe this one wasn't 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 a true two year old because he doesn't usually hold on to them too. He usually, I think he's a sell guy. He he runs them early and sells them. So the fact that he held on at this long and uh, and comes back in this spot with a unknown rider is uh, it's in, I don't know who that is. Who's F E Rojas? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, just a little tricky horse that you know might be worth throwing in at a huge price i like the idea very much in a race that yeah might not be quite as simple as those three that i came up with having a little bit more coverage might make sense race number nine we are in the allowance ranks for fillies and mares and we're going down the hill this time around duke will keep it with you well this is on the hill i thought this would would you think they'll keep this on the hill well, that's a great question. They could move it. They could keep it on the turf and move it to the main oval, couldn't they? They could. They might go six and a half on the flat. Well, it doesn't really matter that much, but um, it matters a little bit because I think yeah, it plays a little differently, uh, right? The flat, you got to be, you got to save more ground. The the hill is a is a different animal. Yeah, um, you almost want to be outside, right? Yeah, 
So post positions matter, um, which could really come into play. I like Carmen Miranda, um, the model Pratt ran second, you know, in the condition last time ran very well. I thought I had that turf course as uh, inside speed and he was outside speed and uh, ran a really bang up second to Tom's beauty and two horses have come back out of the Tom's beauty race. One is one and one is ran second. Um, so he's definitely the horse to, she's definitely the horse to beat. Um, honey jar, the six, uh, Mike McCarthy, Johnny V, um, cutting back from a mile. Those mile horses always do good, uh, on the hill and this horse has run second and third and fourth down the hill. So definitely a horse I must use. If I had to get tricky, if I go for a third one, I'd go for a rebel girl who always, who also comes out of the Tom's beauty race, ran third behind Carmen Miranda and, uh, didn't really have, uh, the greatest of trips and, uh, might improve getting the extra half a furlong. I had the same top two as you once again. I felt like just on figures, um, Carmen Miranda and Honey Jar stood out, and I thought we're going to get terrific forward trips. My weird one that I may take a shot with is number seven, Empire Gal. Just on breeding, you know, you look at the you look at the dam's progeny, and there's turf in here um, out of uh, double tapped, and then Empire Maker, you know, known more and better as a dirt sire, but certainly no stranger to getting them on the turf. Just seemed interesting that McCarthy was making the switch. You know, there's a layoff in here, and there's huge question marks, but I think all that will lead to a pretty good price on this one. Who I'll attempt to throw in the mix um, four, six, and two. For Duke, and I'm going to try four, six, seven. I'll certainly be giving Rebel Girl an extra look on his say so. Let's move to race number 10, where we've got a starter allowance race going seven furlongs. Um, one of several of these late races where I feel like I'm just not very creative. So I'll just uh, I'll go first and, and get it out of the way. I thought that number three, um, Manitowish, just looked potentially loose on the time form pace projector and looked to have a bit of a speed figure advantage in this spot. And then from there, just looking at numbers as ones to potentially back up with, I was taking a look at Zimba Warrior and High Heater, both of whom have form that ties in very closely, if I'm wrong about that, uh, that pace scenario. And some horses from a little bit further back could get in the mix. So I, I had this one, three, five, and eight. Do we finally get to, to some uh, disagreement here, Duke? No. Um, I, I mean, how can the, the race goes through Manitowish? If Manitowish goes to the lead like he looks – <laughs> like he's going to, I mean, they're going to have a tough time beating him. He, he, he looks like he's going to get the lead or he'll be, you know, maybe worst case second in early on. I'm not sure who would be ahead of him uh, on pace figures, but he just looks like he's the controlling speed. And not only that, he's got the best speed figure. So um, I can't go past him. I mean, if you, I could, I could try to invent horses here, but that <laughs> that's not really my style. Um, I don't mind Zimba Warrior on the cutback, but again, with no pace and he doesn't have much speed, what kind of trip is he going to get? And uh, next revolt switches trainers to pop of a drumo. Maybe on that one, that one's cutting back also, who has, uh, I think, probably the second best chance of winning. So I've seen uh, pop of a drumo move a couple of these up uh, in the past, and I think Hess is a guy you can claim off of. So he would be my second choice, and uh, from there I can't really see much else. I'd go three six, three six, and maybe a little bit the five on the on the deepest of, of backups kind of yeah, thing. Or... If I had to go three deep, but I think in this race I might I might just lean on three as an A and six as a B, and 
maybe actually an all on a weird, weird, uh, small ticket where I singled something else. That makes sense. That makes sense. When you, when it comes to ticket construction, we had a long conversation, um, on a recent show with Sean Borman about that idea of finding, you know, potentially different, different legs where, you know, one horse or the other, or two out of three in a sequence have to win. And then that can open up all manner of other backup possibilities. Is that the, the type of ticket you're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. I'd have to like go back and uh, single Carmen Miranda on that ticket or single Snap Daddy on that ticket. You know, you have to you have to narrow the other races to get an all in that race, and and you wouldn't want to spend a lot of money on that ticket. You just it would be like a wicked saber type ticket. Ten percent of the total investment. Kind. Of, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, just like to try to, and and it's an interesting race like that when you see one, and then beyond that one, right? It's like if this if that one doesn't win, something goofy could easily happen. Correct. So that, yeah. So, so what if uh, you know what if Manitowish breaks dead last? Right, <laughs> you know, right, right. he's not going to win from last. You know, so it's like that that can happen. I mean, that happens. For sure. So 10% of your money is not bad to throw in uh, on an all, maybe in that type of race. Or or you maybe don't use an all, maybe use pick four or five of them. Yeah, horse like, I don't know, if you're opening it up like that, maybe a horse like Synthesis, like in that exact scenario you were describing, like who's going to be in the lead if there's no if there's no Manitowish, right? So right. It's, uh, that's just an interesting way to, to look at the world. We close the card with a couple of grade one races. Um, it's kind of funny how this day works. You got all that action with the the coast to coast bet and the three year old races earlier on, um, the uh, I know it's very early in the week, so I doubt you've looked, but it's pretty. In- we finally have some interesting preps, Duke. I don't know if you looked at the field that they came up with for the for the Gotham and the Fountain of Youth and the. I heard the, the Gotham was good. I didn't look at yeah. the. I didn't look at the golf streamers. I heard there's some good horses in the golf. Yeah, it's worth it's worth taking a look. Return to the races of Forte. We're gonna learn. We're gonna finally learn so much. And then we have these last races that we've been talking about, which are certainly of interest for the mandatory pick six. But then we go back to the big quality at the end of the Santa Anita card, starting with the Kill Row. And, and this is a race where I'll again I'll just go first because I feel like I'm so uh, uncreative. Hong Kong Harry really established himself as a top miler type last year and i think might just be meeting the right field i was having trouble looking past him curious to know if you think it's as simple as him or if we can get creative in the grade one kill run. here's a here's a mile race where again there's not a ton of speed now master of foxhounds is speed but at a mile he's not he's not like super quick going a mile that's interesting they're putting blinkers on him i mean putting up blinkers on a six-year-old that's run as many times as he has um I don't know what that's going to do to him. I, I assume they're trying to get big speed into him for this race. But Air Force Red seems to be like the fastest horse. So I think Air Force Red will set the pace. Now, that being said, Air Force Red kind of stunk last time. Um, without Lasix going a mile, he seemed like he might be might be more suited going uh, the six and a half. So I'm not really liking the speed. So then, you know, when you when you <laughs> when you get to there... I think you come down to horses like Hong Kong Harry and Balnikov. Um, Hong Kong Harry, like you said, I mean, he is the horse to beat. Yeah, he was tremendous at Del Mar last time he beat me that day. Um, I think uh, he beat Master of Foxhounds, I believe, had the lead in that race late. And uh, I couldn't believe Hong Kong Harry ran him down. It looked like uh, Master of Foxhounds was going to win, and I, and I needed yeah. him that day. He looked gone, two, yeah. two, up two at the 16th pole. Yeah, and uh, of course I had bet him. 
And he couldn't hold on for a second either, which was a nice beat. <laughs> nice kick in the teeth. Oh, it's good to remember these bad beats. <laughs> uh, but Balnikoff Balik- is uh, an interesting horse, I think. I picked one more bid the last time we did uh, a show yes. uh, at Sanita, and uh, that was one of my one of my good picks of uh, 2022 because there weren't many. And um, I think Balnikoff got, got – there wasn't much pace in that race, and he tried to move – Tyler Gaffleon tried to move in a point where you just don't move at Santa Anita. He moved, uh, you know, into the turn and and uh, just didn't work out for him that day. And he just and he, and he kept coming, ran huge race. And I think Balnikoff might be the one that just be sitting on the on the race to beat Hong Kong Harry. So I'm I'm pretty much just five and six here, and and hope Balnikoff can beat Hong Kong Harry because I I assume Hong Kong Harry's uh, six to five, seven to five. Don't you think? I do. I think he's going to be short. And I think you're making a great point about Balnikov and the way the pace worked out in that race. I mean, he was very far back off a super slow gallop and ended up, like you said, moving at the, uh, moving to tricky time and just getting beat a nose. So there's probably more in the tank from Balnikov. I'm definitely going to take another, take another look there and maybe we can lock that one up with the, that pair of uh, D'Amato's and, and hope we don't get beat by the third D'Amato gold Phoenix, or as we know him on the show, gold flipping Phoenix from uh, Billy Koch's uh, pronouncements about him. But uh, you know, I worry about him. This just being a, uh, being too sharp. So I, hopefully we can just get out to five and six and uh, I'll be happy for Billy as I rip up my tickets. If uh, gold Phoenix wins any, yeah, any, I mean, any others in here for you? I, I mean, Gold Phoenix, you just wouldn't think he could win going a mile off a layoff. But I mean, who knows? I mean, he, he's definitely got talent. So, I mean, if you were if you were reaching for, for others, it'd be him, maybe Master of Foxhounds. You know, he's like a C, B, C, you know. I don't understand why Royal Ship is going back to the turf, but he seems like he's gone really off form and maybe they're just... Feels like desperation, doesn't yeah, it? Just seems trying like a desperation them. move for Mandela. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to try to I was going to try to to beat um, Royal Ship and Gold Phoenix and just, yeah, Balnikov and Hong Kong Harry for me. Maybe I'll list. Uh, that's interesting. You think there's a world in which Master of Foxhounds could um, end up being best of speed, beat back Air Force Red with the blinkers and, and maybe hang on? Well, let's say Air Force Red is no good. Like, let's just say he he gets the lead and Master of Foxhounds stalks him. And, you know, just maybe Air Force Red gives it up early. If Master, you give Master of Foxhounds a lead turn for home like he did, you know, at Del Mar, you never know. But, I mean, I still think the other two horses are better. Gotcha. All right. Let's move to the big one. The race that gives the day its name, the big cap, Santa Anita Handicap, grade one action. We're going a mile and a quarter on the dirt in a race. Finally, we have a race that really appears to have plenty of speed. Who do you think is the the likely one to benefit? Now, I almost cheekily asked you for this race, uh, Duke. What did you think of the ride on Proxy last time? But we'll get to that. <laughs> Who do you yeah, like I mean, overall in the big cap? Or is the answer one related to one in the same? Joel Rosario's. I mean, he he he's a moody guy. I mean, he he does weird things at weird times, and I don't know why he would do that in one of the biggest races of the year. But he, you know, he's a. He's just a guy I can't uh, I can't ever get a line on what he's going to do. But in this body, you would think he's not going to go back like he did last time. You'd think he'd go somewhat forward. He's got a long run to the turn um, to place the horse. So you'd think he, he wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, sh- I shouldn't say that because he'll, he'll do something even stranger. He'll send well, he's been He's been removed. He it's uh, Johnny V has the call. On oh, okay. So they took him. They finally took, they finally actually took a guy off for giving a bad ride somewhere. 
I didn't know they did that anymore. <laughs> I think it's a huge jockey change. I'm tipping my hand for who I think is going to win this race. Well, that that makes it interesting. I didn't even notice that. I just assumed he would get to ride it back like every one of these guys that they never get penalized for bad rides. Uh, yeah, Johnny Johnny will probably just put him in a stalking position. You know, that's his move. Johnny loves to be that three wide stock, uh, let the speed go. I'll sit just off him, you know. So I did, that's a better rider for that horse for sure. And he's definitely the horse with probably the most, probably has the best, the most talent in this race. But again, I'm I'm not I'm not going to rely on the winner of this race at, in my pick six. This race I am going to spread uh, a lot because I have a lot of horses that I think can can possibly win, and I'm just going to try to eliminate you know like half of them and then uh, and then use and use a bunch. Um, you got any other ideas besides proxy? I, I mean, I'm gonna I'll go through a few, but if yeah, you want to talk about. I wanted to. So my original reckoning of the race was wanting warrant after the big run in this race last year and thinking, thinking the setup could be good. Cause I think, I just think he's maybe a little bit better um, coming from off it, but just figure wise, I'm not sure where he is in his form cycle. He is second off the layoff. I, I worry he's going to be too slow and, and you know, we don't even have morning lines yet as we do this. I, I, I'm concerned that he'll be over bet with Cox and the big run in the race last year, but I, I can't rule. He's got to get faster, but I can't, I can't rule that out happening. And he's still just a rising five-year-old. Did you have him in your mix at all? Yeah, he's in there. So Warren, Warren, you have to use, I, I wouldn't pay much attention to that speed figure at fairgrounds last time. It's slow, but I mean, fairgrounds is the track this year has been very strange. And I would imagine that was just a, a warm up for this. If he goes back to his last year's race, he's going to be very tough to beat because there's not there, this is not a top. I don't think this is a, a grade one field. I think this no. field is a step below in name only. Yeah, um, I just think Warren. You, you have to use. I mean, I can't throw him out. I, I what will he? He'll probably be. He might be the favorite actually, right? I think they'll come for proxy um, or, def- or defunded. He'll be. Th- yeah. Second or third choice. Yeah, he'll be in there. He'll be in there for sure. Yeah, but I think like- you have to use the funded. I think the funded running second into Art Collector. You know, it wasn't wasn't a super good race, but it wasn't a bad race. And he comes back to California. You know, I'm not sure he's a, again. I'm not sure he's a mile and a quarter type horse. I think you have to use him though defensively because he could he could get the lead. Looks um, like the best speed. Definitely looks uh, like. I, I think he'll win the battle between. Uh, you know him, Stiletto Boy, and maybe uh, maybe Hopper out there, but it, it does seem like the funded is clearly the best of those. And uh, Baffert's been going great guns again. And you know when they when he when he gets going, he he can surprise you. The long shot that I'm going to use is I'm going to use there goes Harvard, um, the one. I'm just hoping he can come back to uh, the race in the Gold Cup. You know, like uh, something like that. He he did he did get a good trip that day, but. I just think in a race with a race full of uh, horses that don't want a mile and a quarter, he's one going a mile and a quarter. I'm just going to throw him in. I, I'm all over the place here, but I'm one, five, six, eleven, maybe, maybe nine, maybe, maybe four. Uh, you know, it's just it's a tough race. I just don't I don't know where to go and who to and I don't want to stick my neck out for anybody in here. Um, I just think it's a. I think Proxy is the most likely winner. If Proxy runs the way he did two back, I think he probably will win. But that's a tough post, eleven post, and a mile and a quarter against 
a somewhat good field. And like you said, the Baffert factor, we didn't even talk about the models horse, New Grange, who I don't think can get a mile and a quarter against horses like this, but he's, <laughs> that guy's hard to throw out. It's true. Would you, do you see, would you see him on some of those, um, some of those deeper backups as well, potentially? Maybe he did run a huge race last time. Somehow. I'm not sure how he did it. He actually sat off and, and maybe the horse is learning a little bit, but I mean, that'd be a little red feather. Again, you, you really rip up your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we can be happy for our friends when uh, sometimes I will do that. The, the, if I'm spreading anyway, I'm not going to get beat by a friend's horse in a spread race. I'll tell you that much. That, yeah. <laughs> I like Billy. He's a good guy. So, uh, I mean, I'm always rooting for him, but he, uh, that horse, it, he wouldn't be on the, he wouldn't be on my A's and he probably not on my B's. He's probably a third level horse, you know, that I just can't see him sitting on a mile and a quarter and winning against. Uh, it's hard, but it's the right, it's the right time to, uh, to take a shot. You know, yeah, I don't blame them at all. Yeah. I mean, this is not the greatest field. Like we were talking, this is, uh, you know, they Baffert tried to run his good ones in Dubai and that didn't work out. So, or not Dubai in, uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Country um, grammar ran his race Taba very disappointing, you know, really opening up this, this older horse division, you know, it's, it makes this race in a way it makes this race really interesting just in terms of like, what's going to happen next. Cause if Tabe is off form, you know, Cyberknife's gone. Um, I guess we'll see Charge It come back and run. But like, we're we're hungry for stars in this division. Maybe one can emerge here in the big cap. You know, we we could see a. This is a kind of race. It should have the kind of pace set up to produce a good speed figure for the winner. Anyway. Yeah, we do need a we do need an older horse that can step up because right now there really isn't one. Um, I'm really listening. disappointed in uh, a couple of horses. A couple of horses. Yeah, I mean, Tybo was super disappointing and. Uh, it's just Cyberknife retired, right? Yeah, I, I I thought they were gonna stick around one more year, but I guess the money was there to to pull the to pull the ripcord with him. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I don't imagine you've been looking much at the Derby. You're gonna probably be, I'm assuming, making your uh, conclusions based on this round of preps and the next. But do you have anybody sort of sneaky you've been looking at, or or any anybody catch your eye in that uh, in that division? What happened to the horse that ran? Who ran second to Forte? Uh, what happened to... Oh, you're thinking of Loggins, maybe? the horse. Yeah, what got... happened to that horse? He got injured. So uh, he is apparently going to come back, but not in time for the Derby. That was a huge run. I love that. He was, my, he was my horse that I was interested in, you know, at the end of last year. Um, yeah. This year, I haven't seen anything that's stuck out. I thought the race at Oakland was very... Uh, I didn't like the I didn't like the way that race ran and visually I didn't think anybody could win the Derby off that. But you know, I mean, everything happens like you said in this next uh, four to five weeks. So we'll, we'll have see you, what happens. Yeah, we'll have you back obviously, and we'll talk about all this stuff. But really appreciate your time and efforts today here, Duke. Hope you take this thing down in a big way, and we look forward to talking to you soon. All right, Pete, you have a good one. Hopefully it doesn't snow in New York. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say hopefully it doesn't snow at Santa Anita. Also a possibility the way uh, it probably did yesterday. I would imagine. I imagine they got a little bit because it was uh, it, the temperatures here were. <laughs> I know not your cold, but uh, in the high thirties, which is very strange for Southern California. Crazy. It's cr- I have seen ice on the sidewalk in Arcadia in the dead of winter, but um, <laughs> and never snow. 
Duke, really appreciate you. We thank you one more time. I'll thank our founding partners at the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and 10 Strike Racing. Most of all, I want to thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows so much fun to do. This show has been a production of In The Money Media. Our business manager is Drew Coatney. Our chief creative officer is Jonathan Kinchin. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May you win all your photos. We are very pleased to have Naira back in the fold. Our coverage is going to be kicking off this weekend for Gotham Day. Going to have a special show. I think it's going to be Nick Tamaro and Andy Serling covering those races. Going to be doing more with Naira than ever before, including them linking out to our content over at the Naira.com website. You can also follow along on Fox America's Day at the races. You can find that schedule via our pretty link in the moneypodcast.com slash TV. Or you can also find it over at the broadcast schedule on Naira.com. Very excited to be working with our friends at Naira. Once again, for more information, go to Naira.com.